Well, <clears throat> I'm going to start off a little strange tonight, but um, <clears throat> Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson, y'all never thought you'd hear me say those words, did you? Um, he, he says that everybody ought to be happy, happy, happy. Uh, the funny thing is, is if you've ever watched him, he never looks happy. I mean, I haven't watched him that much, but I've never seen him smile, even when he says, happy, happy, happy. He's just like, you know, but uh, Phil said that I have a God-given right to pursue happiness, and happiness to me is killing things, skinning them, plucking them, and having a good meal. What makes me happy is to go out and blow a duck's head off. Well, I don't know about all that. <clears throat> I want you to know the Constitution tells us that we have a right to the pursuit of happiness, but most people chase after it, and it just kinds of eludes them. I mean, chasing after happiness is like chasing after the wind. You just can't catch it that way. But did you know there are certain places that you can go that you can almost always catch a breeze? Oh, yeah, there are. There's, you know, some of those places, that's where they put those big windmills. I mean, the wind is almost blow, always blowing there, almost always some kind of a breeze. And I've been around some of those places that just be still everywhere else, but this one spot, it's just a breeze all the time. Did you know there's some places you can go that will help you be happy? And I don't, I'm not talking about a location. I'm talking about there are some things that you can do in your life to put yourself in a place where you can uh, not catch happy, but it will just come if you get in the right place. Things you can do, put yourself in a position to be happy. Now, the Bible doesn't promise us a continual state of bliss, like we're always going to be happy all the time with our circumstance, but the Bible does give us principles and promises that can help us be happy. Anybody in here interested in being happy? I want you to know it is in our Constitution. I also want you to know it is one of the major pursuits of people in our nation. It's, they're all about being happy. In fact, some people, they base all of their decisions about what makes them happy. They get themselves in a whole lot of trouble that way. But I'm just telling you, that's the way a lot of people run their life is whatever makes me happy, that's what I'm going to do. And, it, you know, it doesn't usually work out too well. Most people think if they could just change this situation, if they could just change this circumstance, then they would be happy. But it doesn't usually work out that way. Even when they change that, it doesn't last for long. You know, we're supposed to have an abiding joy that comes from the inside. Joy is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And we should always have the joy of the Lord that joy that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. And there's a difference, though, between joy and being happy. See, the joy of the Lord is something that just comes from the inside all of the time. And a lot of the time, you know, happy, well, they say it's based on happenstance. You know, it has more to do with your situation and what you're go going through. But I just want to address this issue. For the believer, we ought to have both. 
Y'all are quiet. Well, I hope that by the end of the message that you can say amen to that. But we really should. We should have both. I mean, I've known some people that claim to have the joy of the Lord, but they were grumpy and sad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you've got the joy of the Lord, I just want you to know that it's going to shine through. In fact, you know, the Bible talks about the joy of the Lord. That's something you have. And it also talks about rejoice. And, you know, I talked about this Sunday about how there's a, a noun of this word and there's a verb of this word. Well, joy is the noun and rejoice is the, the same word, just it's the verb form. It's what you do with it. People that have the joy of the Lord, they're supposed to rejoice. In fact, what does Paul say? He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So I'm just, I just want to make the point to you that if we got the joy of the Lord, really and truly, we ought to be happy too. I mean, it, it's supposed to overflow. It's not, you know, it's deep down on the inside, you know, and then someday it might come out a little bit. But no, it's more than that. And I just want to encourage you that the Lord wants you to be joyful. He wants you to have joy. But I believe that we as God's people are supposed to be happy too. Now, if you're just determined not to be happy, you probably will accomplish your goal. There's just something in our human nature that can manage to find uh, the negatives, you know, find something wrong no matter how good things might be. I mean, some people could win the lottery and they're still not going to be happy because now everybody's after my money. For real. I mean, if you, if you check on the history of lottery winners, most of the time they didn't end up happy. Well, it's amazing how, you know, I know some of you are thinking you'd like to try it. Well... I don't want to be too simplistic about this, but I really believe that the word of the Lord shows us how to be happy. And, and I, I want you to understand, if you struggle with depression or, you know, you just say, I am not happy right now. Well, I feel your pain. I, I you know, I myself, uh, I struggle sometimes with this. You know, I live with a happy person. She's almost always pleasant and positive and smiling all the time and happy about something. I mean, you know, it's almost irritating sometimes, but, and I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm like, you know, I'm like some, many of the prophets, I'm kind of a melancholic personality. And, uh, if, if there's something to be found that's wrong, well, I can find it. And, you know, and here's how I feel, you know, I, I have good reason to be unhappy. Anybody else? Uh -huh. So I'm preaching to myself tonight, but I want to encourage you in the Lord that you can and you should be happy. I know the battle is tough, but we win in the end. It's a fixed fight. And, you, you know, you, a lot of times you can't tell we're winning by the look on people's faces, but we are. We're winning. The joy that we should have that we or say that we have, it should be expressed and show in our lives by us being happy. If you want to be happy, sometimes you just got to consider changing the way that you think. In fact, we need to focus on that a whole lot more than changing our circumstance. 
Because I can assure you, there are people in terrible situations that still manage to be happy. And there are people that seem to have everything in the world going for them, and they still manage to be unhappy. So much of it has to do with our attitude and our thought life. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. See, if your thinking is always negative, it's going to drag you down. It is super hard to be happy if you're always thinking about the downside, always thinking about what happened to you that was hurtful or always thinking about how, you know, you're in this situation and it doesn't seem fair. I mean, see, it, it could be a thousand different things, but if, if you're focused on that, it's going to be super hard to be happy. And so it's really important that we get our minds set on the things above, on good things, and look for the positives in life. You got to focus on the positives. See, because there's always, always some negatives. And it's amazing, you know, like myself, 90% of everything can be great. But somehow I focus sometimes on that 10% that I'm not happy with. And I'm just telling you that, you see, we can't do that. Even if you would say, oh, no, 90% is wrong in my life, then focus on that 10% that's right. But you got it. I'm telling you, you're going to be happy. So much of it has to do with your thought life and what you're focused on. I'm convinced that a lot of people are happy. They just don't even know it. I mean, they have so much to be thankful for, so much to be happy about. But instead, they're always bummed about something. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. But the problem is, is, you know, really, truly, much of the time, we don't seem to be any happier than unbelievers. And I tell you, that, that shouldn't be that way, you know. And it has to do with the fact that a lot of the time, we don't think that much different than unbelievers. You know, we allow way too much worry we focus on the negatives too much of the time. And, you know, I think we just need to be more intentional about thinking about the good things. I mean, you see, for some of us, it doesn't come natural, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. You need to be intentional about it. You need to decide, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to focus on the good things. I'm going to think about the good things in my life. Now, I know it's hard, and especially if you have a lot of negative input, you know, a lot of negative voices, a lot of negative information coming at you. It's hard to keep your mind on the good things. But, you know, the truth is, is a lot of the time, if we, if we want to, we can avoid a lot of that negative input. I, I don't know how people manage to watch the evening news every night and not get down and depressed. I mean, it's so wicked and so ugly. We can know every horrible thing that happens in the world. Any day, all day, every day. And I just want to tell you, you bet, you'd be better off watching cartoons. Now, I'm, I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit here because, you know, I mean, we just prayed for the nation of Israel tonight. But I, I, I will tell you this, that um, my wife actually wouldn't have known about it if I didn't tell her. 
and she's a happy person. I'm just saying, for real, maybe sometimes we ought to watch a little more cartoons and get away from... Okay, I don't watch cartoons, y'all. But maybe I should. Need a little Three Stooges once in a while. Yeah, better than cartoons. You know, some people, they go scrolling through social media for an hour or two every day. I just, it'll drag you down. I mean, I know you come across a meme every once in a while of somebody posting something uplifting about the Lord, but there's so much junk on there that can just drag you down. But here's the thing. There's always something to be happy about. And there's always something to be upset over. But see, no matter what's gone on, no matter what has gone wrong, you can find something to be happy about. I mean, the scripture tells us this, in everything, give thanks. In everything. See, in every situation, we're supposed to give thanks. I want to tell you something. Thankful people are happy people because they're focusing on the good. See, there's always something to give thanks for. There's always something to be happy about. And at the same time, there's always something to complain about. And there's always something to be upset about. You know, life is just seldom perfect. I don't know when that happens. I got a really good life and I know it. I got so much to be thankful for. But it's not perfect. Life is just almost never perfect. We just have to choose sometimes to be happy. One mom learned this lesson from her child. She says, when my daughter Jessica was a preschooler, she was learning all about choices. You can have a cookie or a scoop of ice cream, but not both. You can wear the green sweater or the blue one, but not both. Well, some kids nowadays, they do. But anyway, she was also learning about emotions. And she asked, is mama happy? Is mama sad? Is mama mad? So on one especially trying day, his mom says, after I yelled a lot, she asked, is mama mad? I told her, no, mama's not mad anymore. And she said, mama picked happy. She was right. I was struggling very hard to calm down, so I was choosing to be happy. Now, every time I veer toward a rotten mood, I try to remember I can pick happy. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, no, it's not that simple. I want you to know that, 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 yes, there are times that life can be really difficult. But most of the time, if we would just stop ourselves and say, you know what? I'm not going to be this way. I'm going to decide. I'm going to pick happy. And I want you to see in the word tonight that it's important and that you can. I know it's not easy. In fact, it can be extremely difficult. But there are things we can do to help us to choose happy. You know what's important for your witness? I mean, if you're mad and grumpy and... Okay, well, let me just put it this way. I'm going to say it the positive way. When you're happy and you're joyful and you, you tell people you go to Grace Church, all right? Just saying. No, it's so important to your witness. I mean, they need to see that we got something. And, you know, if, if we're always down and just as 
uh, angry and sad and all of that as they are, why would they want what we have? See, it's important for our witness. It's also important for our family and friends. I mean, in case nobody's told you that when you're ugly like that, nobody really wants to hang around you. I mean, and it makes other people miserable when, when we, you know, how much better it is when we're happy. But here's another thing too, is it so impacts your own health. Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Do you believe the word of God? Amen. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. See, being happy can help bring healing to your soul and your body. It's a medical fact. When you laugh, there are endorphins in your body that are released that cause you to feel good and actually can help you uh, it can actually help bring healing to your body. And you see, some of you are thinking this message is not very spiritual, but I want to tell you we're supposed to be happy. Are we really supposed to be happy? Well, here we go. Psalm 144, verse 15. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. The Bible says that we are happy if he really is our God. By the way, when it says, whose God is the Lord, in your Bible there, you notice that Lord is all capitals. That means it's Jehovah. That's who it's talking about. It's not just, you know, the term, the, the uh, title Lord. It's talking about our God who can do absolutely anything. It's talking about the mighty one who spoke the worlds into being. We're talking about a God that no matter what's going on in your life, all things are possible with this God. See, no matter what your situation, here's our situation. Our God is the Lord. Amen. See, we need to remember that. I know I can count on him. I know that he loves me. I know that he's for me. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. You know, the apostle Paul went through so much persecution and difficult times in this life but he said, our light affliction, which is just for a moment, because he had his eyes on eternity. You know, he, he wasn't just looking at the situation here in the right now, but with eyes of faith, he was looking beyond that. And I just want to encourage you. You see, we can always be happy if we just get our mind, our, our, get our eyes focused on the right things. Amen. If it were just that easy, Pastor... You know, you got to start from where you are. And sometimes you just got to decide, you know what? I, I want to be happy. I'm going to be happy. And don't expect somebody else to do it for you. Some people waiting for their ship to come in. They didn't even send a ship out. And some people, they're waiting on the affection of some guy or girl. By the way, you're a whole lot quicker to find that one when you're happy. Just saying. Some are waiting until they get to a certain stage of life or so they, to, they've achieved certain things, certain goals in life before they can be happy. You know, it's amazing how a lot of people think they'd be happy if they had more stuff, but I don't know how we were ever happy as kids. I mean, 
Nowadays, they got, you know, paintball guns and laser guns and all this cool stuff, you know. If, if we had a gun, it might have made a noise and that was it. I mean, the only way that we knew who shot first is we just yelled at each other and I'd say, I shot first, and, you know, and they said, no, I shot first. And, and I, if you think it's about the stuff, well, let me just, let me just tell you this. How is it that the kid, the three-year-old, ends up playing with the box instead of the $100 toy? And they're happier with that, with that box than the $100 toy. But somehow or another, we get really confused about that. We get a little older, we think it's the stuff, but stuff won't make you happy. You know, what I found is, is that people worry about not having enough stuff, and then when they get stuff, they worry about their stuff. I used to tell this story, um, well, I knew a guy, might have been me, he had a little John boat and he'd push it out on the pond and with just a paddle, no motor, nothing, and fish and catch a few bass and he was so happy. And I think about the guy that gets him a $150,000 boat and he's so worried about everything on that boat. He's got so much invested in it. It's such a big deal. He's more worried about having the boat than he is having a good time. I'm just telling you, a lot of the time it's perspective, it's attitude, it's the way we think about things. And some of the things we think would make us happy ain't going to make us happy. And one of the things that keeps people from being happy is worry. Worry is just fearful, unbelieving thinking. We're supposed to pray instead of worry, but somebody said the ignorant worry because they don't know enough, the knowledgeable worry because they know too much, the rich worry because they're afraid of losing what they have, and the poor worry because they don't have enough, the old worry because they're facing death, and the young worry because they're facing life. And I don't know, you can always find something to worry about, but I'm just saying... We ought to instead pray and be happy. See, shouldn't we first and foremost be happy with the Lord? And Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. You know, we just get happy about the Lord, and it's amazing how He can cause things to work out for us. You know, I told you there are some things that you can do to put yourself in a position to be happy. And I'm going to give you eight things straight from the Word real quick. I want to scare you. Eight things. That's right. But I'm mainly just going to give you the Scripture and talk about it for just a minute. But the Word of God tells us, it tells us what will make us happy. Number one, realize who your God is. I mentioned this already, but no matter what your circumstance or what it looks like, remember that the Lord is your God. Happy are the people whose God, who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. We just need to remind ourselves often that He's still God and He's for us. Next, Get wisdom. Now, y'all know I did a whole series on this, and, and, and I, I'm not going to talk about it long here, but I want to mention it because it's so much a part of this. When you have wisdom, you make the right choices, and you end up 
in a better place in life because of making the right choices. I mean, when you, when you are foolish and you make bad choices in your life, it's going to put you in a difficult place. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're wise, you're never going to face hard times. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just telling you that so many people put themselves in a hard place by bad choices. The Bible says this in Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, her nor gain than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies, and all the things that you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. See, wisdom will keep you safe. It'll protect you. It'll guide you. It'll show you how to close the door to the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Wisdom shows us how to live the life that God has for us so we can experience his blessings on our life. Next, fear the Lord and walk in his ways. It's Psalms 128 verses 1 and 2. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy and it shall be well with you. You see, I hope that you get this now. Maybe just one of these will really speak to you. But I'm telling you, these are principles from God's word. And when this man who fears the Lord... You see, that's when we live with this constant awareness of the Lord, that He is watching our lives. He hears everything we say, everything. He even hears our thoughts. He knows what we think, and He sees what we do. And when we live our lives before Him in the fear of the Lord, in reverence and respect for Him all day, every day, I want to tell you something. You're going to find yourself in a happy place. You know, you go on in that passage of Scripture and it talks about this family being blessed. And I'm just telling you, the fear of the Lord will put you in a good place. Well, you know, just when we fear the Lord, we please the Lord and we find great satisfaction and fulfillment in life. Now, this one kind of goes along with it, but, you know, a lot of these, they're, they're, uh, they're connected. But next is obey the word of God. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. Now, that's a verse that that first part gets quoted a lot of times you know, where the, where there is no vision, there, the people perish. But happy is he who keeps the law. That's the second part of the verse. And what it's saying is, is that when you obey God, God blesses us. When we obey God, and it's not just because, you know, he blesses us, but there's just something, a, a happiness that comes when you do the right thing and you know you've obeyed the Lord. There should be. I mean, you ought to feel good about that. It ought to make you happy that you obeyed God. And if you didn't, well, we're praying for you. But I'm just telling you, you see, there's a lot of Christians that don't really sell out and totally live for God. You know, they just kind of got one foot serve in, in serving God and one foot in the world and lukewarm and they're miserable. They can't enjoy God and they can't enjoy the world. 
That's just a miserable way to live. It's just so much better to make up your mind you're going to live for God completely and serve the Lord and obey the Lord. And, and it just, you know, you're blessed and happy. Amen. Next, listen to your conscience. Romans 14, 22, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Now, you see, we all know this. There's some things the Bible doesn't say, do this or don't do that. The Bible doesn't address everything you could ever come up with. I mean, there's things that that happen and are things, decisions that we have to make. And the Bible doesn't necessarily condemn this, but here's the thing. The Lord has given us a conscience. And deep down, we know what's right. And this is kind of a personal thing because in fact, what he's talking about here in this passage is, you know what, sometimes... You know, the Lord will convict you about something and somebody else, you know, if it's not clear in Scripture, somebody else might not feel convicted about that. But here's the thing. You got to go by your conscience. You got to go. You got to follow that conviction. And it doesn't matter what somebody else does. You have to follow your conviction. And if you do, you'll be happy that you did. If you don't, you have regret. You have that cloud of guilt hanging over you. Never a good feeling. So this is what it says. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. See, in your heart, when you know you did something wrong, no matter how much you justify it in your mind, you're not going to be happy in the, in the end. Next, trust the Lord. Proverbs 16, 20, whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. I mean, when you really trust Him, when you really take those burdens and problems and issues and you turn them over to the Lord, you cast the care of that over on the Lord, whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is He. See, so many people aren't happy. They've lost their joy because they're trying to bear the burdens of life on their own. They've taken too much upon themselves. See, our place is to just obey God and do what He asks of us. And He takes care of the rest. And we got to cast that burden over on Him and trust Him. And I, I just want to get this in here too. Uh, a lot of times people are unhappy because they put their trust in other people. And I want to tell you, people are flawed and they make mistakes and they'll let you down. Some people put their trust in other things. I mean, they put their trust in the government or the economy. And, and I just want you to know that there's only one you can put your trust in that will never let you down. Happy is the man who trusts the Lord. Next, realize that with the Lord, you always have hope. Psalm 46 and 5, happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. You see, we ought to have a confidence that somehow it's all going to work out all right. I mean, in this world, they say, well, this is as good as it gets. 
Never true when you're with the Lord because our God is able to work all things together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. You see, our God can do anything. And when we've been through a terrible time, he can still give us a hope and a future. He has a plan to give us a hope and a future. And so we just need to remember always that with the Lord, we always have hope. It's never too late. It's never too far gone with our God. So when it looks dark and bleak and hopeless, oh, remember, our hope is in Him. Time it's amazing, you know. Our God can make the sun stand still. He's done it once. He can do it again. I mean, he can, he can, it doesn't, we think it's over. I mean, we should never think it's over when Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. It's never over with the Lord. We always have hope. Last, fulfilling the Lord's call on your life will make you happy. I got this from Acts 26, 1 and 2. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. He says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I am accused of by the Jews. Now, and Paul goes on to witness to him and share the gospel with him. This is what he was called to do. This, is, this was his passion. He, he, you know, here he is. He's be, being given opportunity to defend himself but he takes the opportunity to fulfill the call of God and he's happy about it. And I just want you to know that when you're involved in the Lord's work and you're doing what God has called you to do, there is a joy, there is a happiness in that. Anytime you, you have a part any part. See, we plant, we water. It's God that does the increase. He does the miracle. But anytime we've had a part in lives being changed and people being ministered to and helped, oh, there's a happiness. There's a joy that comes with that. Amen. That fruitfulness, it always brings joy and happiness. I encourage you in the Lord tonight that you can be happy. And I want to say real plainly, I know that this is a real struggle and battle for some people, but I just want to encourage you that with the truths of God's word, you can turn that corner. And I believe that God can help you to overcome depression and get past that and be a happy person. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to pray and I'll let you be dismissed.